Hello, everyone, and welcome to Connect, a weekly podcast from the Sparta UMC Collective. Each week, we dive deeper into the spiritual themes that we've been exploring at both campuses of Sparta UMC and share some of the updates from the life of our church collective. Hello, my name is Ben Gatton. I'm one of the pastors at Sparta UMC. And I'm Michelle Foster Beckerlake, also a pastor at Sparta United Methodist Church. And we have some great things taking place in the life of the church right now. You might even hear in the background of this podcast some voices of children as they go to the water fountain and change from classes because we've got a wonderful literacy camp going on here right That's now. That's right. We're in our third week of four weeks with over 20 children who have said, yes, I want to spend some time focused on literacy and learning and improving my skills as a solid reader. And so we are delighted for all the ways that we've been able to partner with Duke Endowment and make that happen. There's also some other things happening in the life of our church. We have a charity bingo coming up on Friday, July 22nd from 6 to 8 at Muddy Creek Music Hall. And the cards are $5 each, and all of the proceeds from that will benefit Allegheny County children as we purchase school supplies so that every child might have the appropriate start to the school year. Yeah, and that's a great way we're partnering with the Sheriff's Department um, as we'll be handing those school supplies out at the Sheriff's Safety Day in early August, I think August 4th. I think that's right. Yeah, and so if you have students in Allegheny County schools and you live here in the area, bring your children out on August 4th. You can bring your supply list and pick up everything they need. That's right. And then the following weekend, we are going to be participating in the Take a Break from the Interstate Highway 21 Flea Market and Yard Sale. We will be receiving donations for the yard sale here at the church on Thursday and Friday, the 28th and 29th of July, with the yard sale being on Saturday, July 30th. And I have no doubt that there will be treasures galore yes. available for everyone. Yes. And some of the proceeds for the yard sale will be going to uh, support Project Agape, which is the Armenian Refugee Ministry of the United Methodist Church here in North Carolina. And they're, if I understand correctly, they're one of the only nonprofits that's able to work in that region. So it's a pretty big deal. It is a big deal. And mm -hmm. a way when so very often we look at the world and say, there's nothing I can do. I feel paralyzed when I see my brothers and sisters in need and cannot do anything. And this is a very tangible yes. way. Something you can do. Yes. So we've been talking about prophets. We've been talking about that in our Sunday mornings and on this podcast. You know, sometimes the message the prophets give us can feel a little heavy. Uh, so for our centering time, uh, our opening prayer that invites us into God's presence, we're going to focus on the grace and mercy that Jesus offers when things feel heavy. Because it's really important um, to, when you're reading something challenging and difficult, to also keep the grace of God in mind. So hear these words and hear them Hear the first part, especially, as Jesus speaking to you. If you are tired from carrying heavy burdens, come to me and I will give you rest. Take the yoke I give you, put it on your shoulders and learn from me. I am gentle and humble and you will find rest. This yoke is easy to bear and this burden is light. Christ calls us to come and follow him, to rest from the things that are troubling us, to learn what Christ can teach us of life, and to realize what we can offer to others as we become the body of Christ to the world. Amen. Amen. 
And that scripture passage there is from the Gospel of Matthew. Timeless words for a very relevant time. That's right. So we've been talking about prophets, as we said, and Michelle and I, um, as we were preparing for this podcast today, realized maybe it's a good opportunity to talk about what to do when you're reading your Bible or you're sitting in church and a passage that is really difficult comes up. Maybe it's a passage that you struggle to understand and it's confusing. Maybe it's a passage that is really hard to wrestle with and is very emotionally challenging. Uh, maybe it's a passage that you have difficulty with because of the way you've interacted with that passage in your past. There's a whole lot of ways um, passages in the Bible can be difficult, not the least of which is that the Bible is really, really, really old. Uh, and when things were written a long time ago, um, there are multiple layers of culture and history that kind of go into figuring out what it's talking about. That's right. And at the same time, it's really, really, really old. It's also very, very, very relevant. Right. And that also makes it complex because when we come to Scripture, we don't come at it with a blank slate. Right. Um, we come to Scripture expecting to meet God and to hear God's word for us. And the lenses that we receive God's word in have all variety of meanings for us. Um, you know, how I receive a passage may be very different than how you receive a passage. Some of that's based on our experience. You're a white male. I'm a white female. Mm -hmm. You came from Ohio. I came from South Georgia. That's a, Two different regions in the country. Just just alone, just that right there, yeah. Yeah. Um, we also come to Scripture and we look at it through the lens of our tradition. I grew up in the Episcopal Church, which is a very different lens than the church in which you grew up. Yep. Um, the way that we have had these stories unpacked for us or repacked for us can shape that. And then also the way that we just use our brains and reason out what makes sense and what doesn't make sense in the scripture sometimes helps us to understand and at other times leaves us even more confounded by what it is that is in front of us. And I like what you just shared there because um, speaking of the way I, the, the church I was raised in, there was kind of this idea that you, you just read scripture for the plain truth that was there on the page and you just, you just took what you read and you went with it. And, and there's a simple beauty to that. And sometimes the Holy Spirit absolutely works in that way. But you mentioned several other lenses that we use to read and interpret Scripture. You talked about tradition, reason, experience. Those are really powerful tools that we can't pretend don't exist. Um, they really influence the way we read and interpret Scripture. That's right. And just for a little theological fodder in the United Methodist Church, um, it actually wasn't Wesley, John Wesley, our founder, who said this. It was Abel, Albert Outler, a theologian, um, much his contemporary, but who said that this is the Wesleyan quadrilateral, the way by which we approach Scripture and understand God's Word for us. And that quadrilateral being exactly what you just said, Scripture, tradition, reason, and experience. So let's talk about the experience one for a second. Okay. Um, because I was talking to someone this week with the passage we're going to look at at church on Sunday from Amos 8. 
It's a tough passage. It's a hard passage because there's not a lot of, at first glance, good news in it. No. And there's even, there's a really difficult line in there that where God says to the people, depending on how you translate the Hebrew, I will never forgive you or I will never forget this. Um, And so someone was talking to me about that and they said, that doesn't line up with the God that I have experienced, Um, which they didn't realize it, but that was a profound theological statement. Yes. Because that, that's where that experience lens comes into Scripture. Because you can even read the Bible and encounter something that it says, and it's okay to recognize within yourself, I've been on a journey with God. I know God. God's with me. And this isn't what I have experienced from God. So what should people do with that when, they, when, when that's what they encounter? I think that's a great thing. Um, Number one, see it as an opportunity to see another facet of this incredible God of which we only know in part. Mm -hmm. Um, And also ask the question, what if my own human experience am I placing in this? Like when we hear scripture say, God saying, I won't forgive you or I will never forget this. We're placing on that our human understanding of what not forgiving or not forgetting is like. And um, it's okay with Scripture to wrestle with what might God mean with that? How might that be similar to our human experience? And how might that also be different than what our human experience is? Give yourself permission to question, I think, would be the first thing that I would say. Yeah. You know, that passage in particular, one thing I, I've been thinking about, when God says that particular thing, God is talking about people that are being hurt and abused and treated terribly and fairly. And so it became, I started to read that as what a parent might say or feel if they saw their children being hurt. It'd be really the emotion that would come out is, I'm never going to forget this. That's right. And, and so it's a righteous anger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what's so interesting about that, Ben, is that very often we ascribe to God the emotions that we believe are happy and joyful and uplifting and all of that. And we forget that all of our emotions are from God. And even anger is mm-hmm. a gift from God. And God is showing us a way that anger actually fuels goodness um, and calls us to accountability. And then we talked about, uh, you know, at the Hope Fellowship Campus, we did that whole series on emotion. And we talked about how anger is often the beginning point for transformation and change. And it is not, in our culture, we're kind of conditioned to run from it. Um, Or we, we, we don't especially want to encounter that in church. Um, but it's often the genesis for where change takes place. That's right. And anger is often equally yoked with sadness. Mm-hmm. Anger happens to be the the symptoms by which we see sadness because we don't know what to do with sadness either. And so in this passage that we are looking at this week, Amos chapter 8, God's sad. Yep. And that sadness is displayed in anger. That's right. You know, one other thing I think is worth talking about, especially when you're reading the Old Testament and you come to a difficult passage, um, as followers of Jesus, one really powerful lens we can use to read 
those scriptures is the lens of Jesus. And if something we see doesn't line up with, because Jesus is the perfect reflection of who God is. Mm -hmm. So if it doesn't line up with Christ, then there might be something else going on as well. Um, You know, I think of the stories in Joshua where the people say, we've got to go into this land and take it over and, and do some genocide. And they say that God is telling them to do that. But that doesn't line up with Jesus who says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That's right. Um, so in that way, Scripture becomes like this divinely inspired mirror that shows us what our human nature is like. Because isn't that what humans do? We, we say, I'd really like to take this over, and I feel like God's telling me to do it. That's right. God's our cover. Yeah. 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 Um, and it doesn't make any Scripture any less powerful or any less divinely inspired, but it tells us a whole lot of truth about ourselves that even though it was written thousands of years ago, is incredibly relevant. That's right. And, and again, it goes back to that word accountability. Um, we often want to rush to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the way God says yes to whatever we want God to say yes to. And yet we are uncomfortable with God holding the mirror up and showing us parts of ourselves that may not be becoming or may not be reflective of God as revealed in Jesus Christ. Isn't that a beautiful type of grace if you're willing to see it? That it is. That God can show us without, it, it, without the shame, show us what needs to change and provide a pathway to that change that's full of love and mercy and grace. We're, God is not the one that puts shame into it. That's that's a different spirit. Right. That's <laughs> um, a very human spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I think that is really helpful. If, listener, if you're going to come to church on Sunday, a helpful framework to hear this passage we're going to talk about in Amos. I agree. And one of the things that um, you all need to know as you listen to this and um, as you might often be a part of mine and Ben's teaching is that we always wrestle with where is the good news Mm -hmm. for God's people. And at first glance, this Amos passage really struck us as, man, do we not even need to use this passage? Because it was hard to find the good news. We've also come to the place that we don't want to so quickly rush through the pain and the accountability and the calling out that God is doing to move to the good news and miss the real message of God calling us to be more than we are right now. Yes. To be more beautiful and more holistic and more healing than we are right this moment. To be the people we are created to be. That's right. Yourselves. That's right. Mm-hmm. Because in Amos it says, let justice roll mm-hmm. like mighty waters. And that's a... That's a word that we often hear in a very positive light. Yet when the prophet Amos was offering it, it was actually a call to accountability because people were acting in some very unjust ways. Um, And so I think the word that I, I would offer today, Ben, is if you're struggling with something, it's okay to sit in the struggle. It's okay to feel the hard um, pain of life and to know that this is not all there is mm. that's a really good closing word thanks Michelle thank you for joining us uh, we've enjoyed 
this podcast is a way to talk about some of the more challenging um, and deeper things that we can't always get into on Sunday morning and to keep you connected to the life of the church. So go in grace and peace. We'll see you around.